Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays. It's Monday, November the 4th. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I'm your host, Nick Gieber, in for Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter. Well, it's Nick Gieber. Nothing too strange there for you. Hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. We had uh, lots of uh, the football that I like, the round stuff. Some uh, really good results, by the way. If you tuned in on Thursday and got my Premier League picks, once again, folks, I was almost 70% on my picks this weekend. But I'm going to give up putting Manchester United out there because I did mention they give me they give sports betters heebie-jeebies. And uh, once again, they disappointed enormously. But uh, I suppose uh, when you're a super team and you... Uh, end up in the doldrums after a big management change. That's what happens. Maybe the New England Patriots can look forward to the same thing. Of course, they did lose their first game of the season to the Ravens. So that was relatively exciting for me because, quite frankly, I like ABP, anyone but the Patriots. All right, well, we've got a big show for you today. Uh, we're going to be joined by Craig Trapp for Craigulation Time. Coming up next, we're going to talk about some college football and NFL line movements for the opening lines, of course, because it is Monday. If we have time, we'll dabble in a little Monday night football, and that is the Cowboys and the Giants. We'll talk about that a little bit if we have time. Then we'll be joined by our very own star capper, Deshaun Higgs, for some college football, Temple at USF, Washington at Oregon, and Texas Tech at West Virginia. And guess what? Tomorrow, it all tips off basketball season college basketball season, that is, is upon us. Very excited. And El Tigre, Tony Tellez, will be joining us to talk about it. And of course, we'll be looking at the Kansas Duke and Michigan State Kentucky tip-off special. And uh, we might do a little NBA in there. Possibly, possibly Lakers and Bulls. Don't want to get everybody too excited. But in honor of college basketball tipping off, we have a special for you at picksandparlays.net. It's college basketball special right now, $4.99 through the end of the season. Heck of a deal. All right. Hope you're joining us on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And if you're not, maybe you're watching us live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. If you want to be a part of the show, just comment in the comment box on any one of those platforms. And we will see it here and endeavor to answer your question or discuss it on the air, provided it's not too rude. That is too rude. It can be a little rude, but just not too rude. All right. I am going to take a break. We'll be right back to kick it off with regulation time right after this on Picks and Parlays. Don't go anywhere. And you're back with us here on Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us on any one of those platforms. And if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you can always hashtag us at hashtag Parley Radio, and we will see it and bring it into the show. Or if you're on uh, YouTube, you can comment in the comment box. Actually, you can do that on any of them, and uh, our producer, Andrew, will see it and put it up on the screen by the way, we're going to give away a lot of free picks on this show. So be sure, if you're a betting man or woman, hopefully a responsible betting man or woman, that you have a pen and paper handy because, you know, we give out a lot of picks. But don't worry, you can find all of these picks and loads more at our website, uh, picksandparlays.net. Tons of free picks for you. And when you're ready, you can always kick it up a notch and get our expert picks. Right now, our college basketball special, $4.99 uh, through the college basketball season. Great deal. All right, well, it's Craigulation time, and so who else would I be joined with but El Huapo himself, Craig Trapp. 
Uh, Craig, uh, great to see you. Hope you had a great weekend. We got uh, NFL opening lines and some college football opening lines. Uh, should we start with some NFL? Uh, let's talk Chargers at Raiders, or as you know, as our, our dear capper and dear friend Chip Chirimbus likes to call them, the San Diego Chargers uh, at the uh, Oakland Raiders. Uh, what you got on this one, Craig? Well, week 10, believe it or not, week 10's here. Uh, the Raiders and Chargers both coming off really big wins. This line started Oakland minus one and a half, already has moved to Chargers minus one and a half. I guess oh. you get one good win, and everybody's maybe back on the Chargers bandwagon. But uh, Raiders coming off, like I said, an equally good win, and now an underdog at home in this one. Well, you know, I was speaking to Chip, actually, before we started, and he gave me some other ones I wanted to ask you about. The Kenosha Maroons against the Columbus Panhandles, and, of course, the Muncie Flyers against the Rochester Jeffersons. What do you have the lines on these ones, Craig? I believe you have to go to, back to 1929 for those particular matches, but who knows? That's only Chip. Chip only can do the opening line reports on those. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's move along. Giants at Jets. Uh, I have the Giants minus one and a half. Uh, minus one and a half to minus two. Why is that one shifting? Well, the Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins last week. So yeah. when you lose to a team that hasn't won a game and, and really have not really been close in most of their games, uh, I think everybody's jumping yeah. off the Jets. And, you know, the Giants do play tonight. So this line could move because, of course, they're playing on Monday night and, you know, injuries or if they really look bad, this line could, could go back. So if you want to bet the Giants, I would do so now. I don't think you're going to get any worse line um, uh, if if the Giants uh, play well tonight. Well, when you, leave to, when you lose to the Dolphins, I'm afraid that all those players are walking around with their heads in sacks, uh, ashamed to show themselves in public. But uh, let's move along. Panthers at Packers, or as uh, you know, our good friendship Jerimbus would say, the Green Bay Acme Packers uh, at, at, are visiting the Panthers, or the Panthers are visiting them. Uh, we have Green Bay minus seven, and that shifted down to minus five, Craig. A little surprising here because obviously, you know, Panthers did look good in another win. Of course, uh, still without Cam Newton. We'll be without Cam Newton again this week and maybe for the rest of the year, it maybe sounds like. But the Packers really slept walk through that game um, in L.A. against the Chargers. And I think this is more to, to speak about their play last time out. So we do see that line move from seven to five. If you're betting Green Bay, I would suggest you get on it now because I do think this line will go back to that six, six and a half range before game time. Maybe not all the way to the key number of seven, but I do think the Packers have a lot to prove this week against a Panthers team that's been pretty good since Cam Newton went out. Mm -hmm. So uh, with a line that volatile, you definitely want to shop around, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say there's lines already uh, that you can get this anywhere from four and a half to six and a half I see out there. So uh, depending on which team you want to bet, I would definitely be shopping this around all the legal U.S. sportsbook in the U.S. All right, uh, next one, the uh, Dolphins. <laughs> Fresh with the big Mo on their side uh, at the Colts. Indy went from minus 15 and a half to minus 10 and a half. I guess the question here is the Colts quarterback, Brissett, is he going to play or not? Yeah, I, it sounds like he's questionable. Uh, but, I, you know, to be honest, the, the quarterback play wasn't terrible last week. It was kicking. Uh, they they missed an extra point. And then, of course, the game-winning field goal, um, Adam Venteri might not make it to next week. Obviously, Hall of Famer, but uh, he's not been good this year. And I, I like him either way. I just think the, the Dolphins, they're not going to play like that two weeks in a row. I think the Colts uh, have a big bounce-back week this week. I think at 10.5, this one's a steal. All right. Uh, should we do some college football, Craig? Uh, UCF at Tulsa. Uh, this is another big line, Jay. If UCF have gone minus 12.5 to minus 17, uh, the reasons for that, question mark? 
I just think UCF has, has played really well. I mean, their offense has been, well, maybe one of the best offenses in the country the last three years. I think that says a lot about this line. I think UCF um, at minus 17, I don't love it at that number. I was hoping we could get that off the key number and into that 16, 16 and a half carry. So you might want to wait if you're going to bet UCF, if you like the favorite in this one on the road. All right. Uh, Florida State at BC. Pick them to BC minus two. And of course, uh, Willie Taggart. Uh, by the way, Mr. Taggart, if you watch Blazing Saddles, you know. Anyway, no longer coach at FSU, though. Um, obviously, that's the reason that line has shifted. Well, also, they played really poorly uh, against at home against their rival Miami. I mean, they showed, I won't say no heart, because I hate to say that, but they did not show a lot of heart. And uh, BC's looked pretty good last week. So uh, Coach Taggart's gone. I don't think you're going to expect a lot different. BC minus T looks like a steal to me at first glance. All right. Uh, Stanford at Colorado. Uh, this went from a pick to Stanford minus three and a half. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised. Colorado has shown the ability to score points. Uh, you know, Stanford has played a little better as the season has moved on here, but I, I was a little surprised that this line moved so much. This might be one of those advanced lines because sometimes you see that um, in some of these line reports that we're talking about, these are actually uh, could have been an, an advanced line. But Stanford minus three and a half. I think if I was looking at this one, I think I'd be looking at the home underdog in this one. All right, the next one, the Bible Wars. Liberty at BYU. BYU went from minus 20 to minus 17. Uh, which one has got on their side? <laughs> Liberty's been pretty good this year. They're one of those under-the-radar teams that have been pretty good. I think that's what more speaks to this line movement is that Liberty's really played um, I won't say above their head this year, but better than most people thought. I think Liberty is uh, a live dog in this one. I think they definitely cover, and I they could give BYU some uh, um, you know upset talk here. So you're telling me it's actual play on the pitch, not divine intervention. Okay, good <laughs> to know that. All right, Tennessee at Kentucky. Uh, we've got Kentucky shifting from minus four and a half. Actually, big shift here to minus one and a half. That's really tightening. Yeah, through the key number, I think it speaks more to Kentucky's issues um, ever since, of course, their quarterback went down this year. You know, Tennessee's actually played better as the season moved on. Um, so I think that's really more about that. And finally, we've got Missouri at Georgia. This one, uh, we've gone for another big, big, big shift here. It looks like we've gone Georgia minus 14 and a half to minus 17. Yeah, coming off big win, of course, uh, in uh, the cocktail party against Florida. I think that's what this line moved. Georgia was pretty impressive, and Georgia, of course, needs to win out to continue to uh, make sure they end up in the SEC championship and a chance for the playoffs still. All right, uh, very quickly, Craig, because we just have uh, two minutes left. Let's talk Monday Night Football. we got the Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, the Cowboys 4-3, four 4-3 and three, four and three against the spread. The Giants 2-6 and six and 3-5 and five against the spread. Uh, how, do you, how do you see this one unfolding? Well, I, I, my top play is going to be on the actual totals. Of course, you can get that over at picksandparlays.net. But if I was playing the side, I think I would play the Cowboys. I mean, the first matchup, of course, that was when Eli was still the quarterback uh, for uh, the Giants. I, I think they've looked much better, the Giants, since Daniel Jones took over. I think he just gave them some, you know, some life, mm -hmm. some hope that not even just for this year, but for the future. I kind of like the points here. I think if you're getting this many points with a Giants team that does have that hope now, and I think this is going to be a little closer than people. These rivalry games and the Giants-Cowboys don't like each other. They always seem to be a little closer. I think I would take the points with the Cowboys uh, or with the uh, Giants in this one tonight. All right, Craig, very quickly, how many cappers do we have at picksandparlays.net? Uh, yeah, we got 35-plus experts. I think it's actually 37 or 38. But, uh, you know, we got some of the best. We've actually added a few 
um, guys over the last few years. If you follow us on Facebook, we do some contests and stuff. So we've done some really big contests that took you know months at a time, and we brought in some new guys, some new. So if you follow us, of course, on our Facebook page, probably doing that again here once basketball season gets underway. Yeah, absolutely. Facebook. But by the way, somebody posted a, a college football parlay they did in our Facebook group. Did you see it, Craig? He yeah. bet twenty dollars oh. and it paid forty thousand. He had what eleven or twelve college football games on there. Well, he, you know, that was stole off of somebody else. I saw that posted on other sites that I follow, so it wasn't his ticket. But that is a real ticket. That is uh, one guy that did post that. So, and don't forget LSU Alabama this week. Number one versus number two, Bama as the number two team is a six and a half point favorite with a total of sixty-five. All right, coming up, LT Gray. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. Well, it's finally here. College basketball season tips off in style tomorrow uh, when the top two teams in the AP preseason poll will meet in the Champions Classic in New York City at Madison Square Gardens. That's number one, Michigan, against number two, Kentucky. And then the next game, uh, in the doubleheader will be the number three, number three Kansas Jayhawks against number four Duke Blue Devils. Joining us on the guest line, our star handicapper, El Tigre, uh, Tony the Tiger Tellers, uh, joins us to break down these games and maybe a little pinch of some Lakers and Bulls as well. Tony, exciting stuff tomorrow. Yeah, very exciting start to the college basketball season here with a nice doubleheader over on ESPN from Mass Square Garden. Seems like college basketball starts earlier and earlier uh, nowadays uh, with the uh, November 5th. I still think at some point they're going to start this season uh, in on Halloween. It would be a great idea and have all everyone come up dressed up in costumes. It'd be festive. Uh, but I think at some point we'll see that. But uh, yeah, we got four of the top uh, four teams in the nation squaring off in Madison Square Garden. Uh, Nick, uh, looking forward to some college hoops this year. And of course, to some changes because uh, they have moved the three-point line back. It's going to be kind of a FIBA regulation. It's not NBA where I'd like to see it, but uh, three-point line move about 16 inches back. We'll see if it makes a difference in shooting here. Uh, it did. It did impact uh, the, the shooting percentages when they did it uh, several years ago. We'll see. We'll see what impact it has this year on on the three-point shooters. Yeah, it's interesting though. Just as an aside, before we get into these games, I mean, we're seeing this. You, you see this not just in college basketball and college football, but but in all sports. You know, the athletes get better. They get more technical. They get more scientific. Uh, you see it in the NBA. I mean, you know, if you could watch an NBA game today and then watch an NBA game from 30 years ago, uh, I think you would be really surprised at the difference in the pace, at the difference in the quality. And so, you know, the fact that kids are now able to, you know, sink multitudes of threes with a three-point line 16 inches further forward than it's going to be this season, uh, we'll see if it, if it has a major effect on it. But, you know, Tony, I have to think probably not. I don't think it will. And, I, I, you know, usually these rule changes, we saw the shot clock was the biggest change mm, we've seen. And yep. a lot of people think more possessions help the bigger programs. And if you notice, uh, you know, we like to see the upsets during March Madness. Everyone likes to see the upsets except the networks. The problem is, is when you get those matchups with these, with these Cinderella's, it's usually it turns out to a blowout the next the next time. You know, these networks like to like to promote these top programs as you go deeper, deeper into yep. March Madness. We know there's big money in it. So I think some of the naysayers out there are saying, well, they're, they're going to try and make it harder for the little guy. You know, when you have 300-plus programs in Division I basketball, uh, you really want the cream to rise at the top when, when, you're, when you're a network executive. 
Well, when there are network executives, there's a few things you want. You do not want the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros to be playing in your World Series, number one. Uh, but number two is uh, if you pay a billion dollars plus of TNT for the rights to the NCAA tournament, uh, you want big upsets. You want minnows knocking off monsters because that's what gets the excitement going. College basketball, I think, much unlike many other sports, uh, particularly you can see it in college football, by the way, where, you know, Alabama are sort of the, the anointed favorites before every season and Auburn and, you know, college basketball. People love to see these matchups. They love to see these massive, the, 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 the minnows knocking off the big guys. And that does definitely enhance the ratings. But let's get to it because none of the first uh, four teams we're going to talk about here can be considered college basketball minnows in any way, shape, or form. Let's start with number one, Michigan State against number two, Kentucky. Michigan State, number one in the preseason poll. This has happened in the first time in the program's history. I mean, this is a perennially great program, by the way. Uh, but uh, despite coming 32-7, and seven last, having a 32-7 and seven record last season, believe it or not, they're actually looking for some sort of redemption because they lost to Texas Tech uh, in the final four. Cassius Winston returning for his senior year, big boost to the program, uh, and they have three other returning starters. Kentucky returning four regulars from a team that went 30-7 and seven last season. By the way, this is really unusual because John Calipari is you know, king of the uh, semi-pro player, the one and done. The fact that he's got four returning regulars. Uh, give me your breakdown on this game, uh, Tigre. Okay, we got Michigan State favorite here, two and a half. You're right, uh, with uh, Cal Perry, no longer the one and done king. They're getting spread out. A lot of those going to Duke now. And mm. uh, you made good points here about the returning starters here for Spartans. And I like the Michigan State Spartans here at two and a half. They made a deep run. And the fact is, is a lot of the players that who are starting here saw action uh, during their final four run, especially their starting backcourt that returns. Cassius Winston and their shooting guard, Jeremy Langford, they're returning to the, to the lineup this year. And, uh, you know, Langford, you know, he did have an injury, but a really good premier shooter from last year. And as we talked about uh, here, uh, there's a really strong culture of winning with defense that has been taught by head coach Tom Izzo. And I really like their team in this spot. Now, Kentucky, you know, one, we, you know it is one starter from a season ago. That's Ashton Hagens. That's their point guard. And one thing about Hagens, you know, he really lacked the consistency. And uh, you don't really like it when a head coach, when the media report says, well, he's kind of, Hagens, Hagens is kind of figuring it out. It's figured it out. Well, I don't know. We have to wait and see here. Of course, you know, Coach Cal, he likes to spread his minutes out. And, of course, the top recruits don't all land. Those freshmen don't all land in Kentucky anymore. And uh, what I really look for Kentucky is nowadays they're starting to peak later and later during the season. So here in the preseason, we, we're not always going to see Kentucky at their best. So that's why I like Michigan State here minus a two and a half. All right. Uh, there you have it. Uh, let's move on to the second of our doubleheader. It's Kansas uh, Jayhawks against Duke Blue Devils. Kansas looking for a bounce-back season, even though they went 26-10 and 10 last year. Look, guys, we're talking about the cream of the basketball crop here with these four teams. So, uh, you know, you shouldn't be surprised. But last year was a disappointment because it was the first time since 2004 that the Jayhawks didn't win the Big 12 regular season title. So that was a bit of a slap in the face to them, and they're looking not to repeat that this year. You can guarantee that. Duke, on the other hand, are looking to make the Final Four. But this seems bizarre. For the Final Four, for the first time in four years, you know, it's funny how time sort of compresses, right? Because it seems to me like Duke are in the Final Four every, every year. But in fact, it's been four years. Duke is considered to have one of the best freshman classes in the nation. Uh, Duke is own four against the spread in the last four neutral site games. And Kansas, five and one against the spread in the last six meetings. By the way, 
The last meeting between these two teams was in 2018 in the NCAA tournament where the Jayhawks uh, knocked out the Blue Devils, winning 85-81. to Take it away, LT Gray. All right, and this one we got Duke favored by two. And I do like Duke in this spot, minus two. You know, also with Kansas, you got that little controversy around the program with institutional control by Coach Bill Self. Uh, they're under investigation, so there could be some distractions there with the Jayhawks. But as you said, uh, force, you know, they, they did lose four starters, but they're, but they're getting four really top freshmen to go along with their point guard, sophomore Trey Jones. He's on a mission. Instead of testing the waters in the NBA draft, like the four starters from last year, he immediately decided to return to school to do what his brother did. That is win an NCAA college basketball championship. And that motion will spread, I believe, to the youth of this team. Good leadership there with Jones. He averaged 34 minutes a game, nine points. And again, I like the point guard returning for Duke. Remember, he was behind Zion and R.J. Barrett. I yeah. mean, remember last year, all the hype was Zion Williamson. You know, yeah, they were annoyed they to, to replace the them all, right? They have to replace them all. They had to replace <laughs> Yeah, and of course, uh, Barrett's showing off pretty good shooting for him with the, with the Knicks and his new team. So uh, I still think Jones here can really show some leadership and help this freshman class uh, grow. Cassius Stanley, Wendell Moore, Matthew Hurt, Vernon Carey are names you're going to hear for the first time on, on, on over national TV in college to play alongside Jones. But, you know, Duke did exit the NCAA tournament with a one-point defeat to Michigan State. That's in the Elite Eight last year, which I don't think it was a pretty good run for them. They didn't get to the Final Four, but as you said, Nick, I think this is a team, a team that can gel together and make that run in the Final Four. And it's not all about Zion, which it seemed like it was last season. Yeah, well, that is true. But as a UNLV Rebels fan, of course, we don't want that to happen. All right, um, and UCLA Bruins. I don't know why these teams. I love them, but you know. What can I say? I do know why. Alma mater, but what can you say? All right. Uh, college basketball season tips off tomorrow. Those are your four games. The, four, two games. Four massive teams. This is a heck of a way to start. If you, if you tuned in, though, for the uh, Canelo Alvarez fight this weekend, I promise you, you won't have to wait an hour and a half for the UFC fight to end before you can watch these games. They come on on time on the big networks. It's going to be great fun. Tune in. All right, let's quickly hit some NBA. Lakers are Bulls. Lakers 5-1. Five 5-1 and one. Five and one against the spread. Lakers, uh, they have uh, gone under five and uh, they have gone the under in five of their last seven. And they've been on a roll since that opening day loss to the Clippers. Uh, the Bulls 2-5, and 2-5 five, and five against the spread, coming off a 95-108 to 108 loss to the Pacers. Uh, total has gone under in four of the Bulls' last five versus the Lakers. All the signs, all the tea leaves, the crystal ball is pointing to an under here. What say you? Yeah, I agree with them. Under, I like the under here, under 217. The line has L.A. favored by minus 5.5. I don't really want to lay the points with Lakers, especially on the last game of, of a successful homestand. You're always worried about that. You know, you got two in your pocket Go, you know, in that final game. I, I want to stay away from the spread, but I like the 217 under here. Chicago has been a team that's been disappointing. You know, they have a lot of talent. They're 2-5 and five to start the season. The problem is they're really shooting poorly to start the year. 41% overall, 31% from three. Their shooters, Markinen, uh, Levine, uh, uh, Otto Porter Jr., terrible from the three-point line overall as well. It's just been bad for them. Of course, Otto Porter Jr. may miss this game with a sprained ankle. He'll be a game-time decision. But you know what? We know we talked about the Lakers uh, about a week ago, Nick, and uh, they've been living up to that preseason commitment about mm, playing yeah. defense. Holding opponents to 99 points, 40% shooting, 30% from three. You know, though offensively, they're not hitting their threes. It's come down now to 31%. But on defensive efficiency ratings, holding opponents to 96 points per 100 possessions. And one thing that helps you when you play defense is the schedule makers have been nice to Lakers. Nick, so far, no back-to-backs on the schedule. 
All right, uh, Tony T, there you have it. Uh, take the under on this particular game. Uh, I can't believe college basketball is here. You're right. It does seem early and early. It's great, though, because it's such fun and it's such high-paced college basketball. You know, the season starts and then it seems like you're right in the middle of it and then you're into the tournament and, you know, it's, it's really great stuff. What better way to celebrate the start of the college basketball season than our college basketball special, $4.99 right now, picksandparlays.net. You can find Tony T there as well as a lot of our other expert cappers. But personally, I recommend for this one, Tony T. Find Tony Tellers at picksandparlays.net. All right, coming up next is Sean Higgs. We're going to talk about some college football. Stay with us here on Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Just a reminder, we're with you each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Pacific. You're on the left coast. That's uh, 1 p.m. That's Monday through Friday. If you don't know what weekday means, hopefully you do. If you're betting on sports, I sincerely hope. You have that one figured out. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. For those wanting the eminently more attractive uh, uh, Chelsea Messenger, she will be back after her maternity leave. So calm down. Calm down out there, okay? All right, joining me to talk a little college football, our very own star football player himself in the handicapping world, of course, Deshaun Higgs. Sean, how are you doing today? Pretty good, you know. I can put the I can put the blonde wig on for the guys who like Chelsea. You know, I, uh, I think that's a great idea, frankly, to Sean. I, th- I think you know you would look costume. You would look spectacular. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure you would. Everyone would love you. By the way, um, I, I imagine your uh, people wanting to find your picks at picksandparlays.net will just skyrocket with that blonde wig. Okay, uh, let's get to it because we talked about college basketball season tipping off but of course the college football season is well underway at this point we have curated three of the finest games for your personal punditry <laughs> and prognostication Deshaun. let's get to it so that our punters can place a bet when they want to uh let's start with temple at usf temple five and three four and four against the spread following up on a 63 to 21 loss to usf look last weekend uh, that happened last weekend the owls are desperate to stop this two-game losing streak that they're on right now. But they've been outscored in these two games, 108-42. to 42. That ain't great, to be honest, if you're an Owls fan. On the other side, USF, 4-4, four 5-3 and four, and against the spread, coming off a 45-20 to 20 win over East Carolina. I think this is Temple minus 1.5, and, and the points are 53. Is that right, Sean? I'm seeing a two and a half right now, but, Ooh, okay. you know, they do change. They do change a little bit. The game's Thursday night, so it's going to be a... Uh... You know, the home field, you'd want South Florida. You think at 4-4, four and four, you want some fanfare. You need some bowl help. You got Cincy, Memphis, Central Florida all coming up. Uh, I kind of like, you know, like the home dog here. Like you said, Temple, two straight losses, getting blown out. South Florida with a decent defense. You know, the offense struggled out of the gate. I mean, I had him against Whiskey. I had 13 points. The line went down to 10. Mm. I'm thinking I got good value, and Whiskey blows him out. So I think their offensive number is a little staggered because the way they started the season. But here I'm going to take them. This freshman, um, Jacquez Evans, they bring him in last week. That goes for 100 yards on the ground. So maybe it's a nice little wildcat option for them, little change of pace kind of guy they use. I i don't know. I'm going South Florida. I thought they'd be better than their 4-4 four and four record. They, I mean, Navy beat them, although Navy's not having a, a, a bad season. Temple's just down right now. And uh, listen, laying points on the road is tough. It's a midweek game. South Florida needs this. If they got any yeah. kind of bowl hopes to, to get the 500, stay 6-6, six and six, 
to be bowl eligible, they need this win here because the the next coming up is really really some tough teams. I mean, maybe you catch Cincy sleeping. I don't think so because they were just in a tough yeah. game. You know, Memphis is is playing for something. So, and then you got Central Florida who historically beats up on the on the the, the mid level teams here. So, I'm I'm taking a you know you're getting a point point half money line this puppy for 110, 115, 120, whatever you get it at. And let's take uh, South Florida. Let's go Bulls. I'm telling Blake you. Bulls, uh, old, old crew I'm down here, I think. I'm telling you, Sean, you know? chili cheese fries, my Quarterback friend. factory. Chili cheese fries. Chili cheese fries. fries. That's right. If you want to be bowl eligible, Tony's chili cheese fries will make you bowl eligible very quickly. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. Uh, let's. Uh, although, you got a this... lot of white castles out there? You got yeah. a lot of white castles? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, in, in this particular. That's before you get out of the car. That's true. That is so true. Uh, this particular game, though, is interesting because both these teams can be considered to be real perennial underachievers this season. I think uh, the preseason rankings were a lot higher on these teams. I think people looked at their squads and thought they should be doing a lot better than this. So maybe a little underachievement, maybe uh, USF going to, as you said, going to try and find that bolt eligibility without visiting Tommy's. Okay. And, and like you just said, yeah. real fast, though. Like, you know, you get two teams like said on your achieving. Maybe you look at you over here because, yep. you know, they start throwing some trickery in and you get some madness going on. So, you know, perhaps an overplay here on a Thursday night. Yeah, at some point, somebody, something's got to click in, right? I mean, we're middle of the season plus at this point. Some, at some point, something's got something's to work. I mean, well, well, we'll see what happens. All right, next one. Washington and Oregon. The Huskies 5-4. Five 5-4 and four. Five and four against the spread. Only 2-4 and four in conference. So that is a huge disappointment for the Huskies. And uh, coming off a 33-28 to 28 loss to Utah, only averaging 34.9 points per game and 416 yards. They hope to end a two-game losing streak. Uh, Oregon, on the other hand, 4-4, four and 6-2 four, and two against the spread. The Beavers hoping to make it three in a row. So you've got completely different fortunes going on here. Uh, after their win against Arizona, wins against Arizona and Cal, Washington, now these lines have probably changed because... Much like Chip Chirimbus, uh, they're pretty old. Washington minus 11, uh, the total 62 and a half. Uh, how do you see this one? Man, the, 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 chip, the chip age jokes just never stop. Well, I can't <laughs> help it. Uh, chip Chirimbus is a good friend of mine, and I can, uh, I can poke as much fun at the chipper as I want. Because actually, it, within the Picks and Parlays family, I think he is the oldest. Unfortunately, I believe I'm the second oldest. So you, know, you have to be able to uh, point the finger at those who might be a few days older than you are. I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm younger, just by a hair. <laughs> but look, so this line, I see, I see 10, 10 and a half. I see a nine and a half actually up here. And Ooh. I got to tell you, I'm selling this Washington. This, you know, they killed me last week. I had a big play on Washington. It was my top play. And they get out to an early lead. They had a nice lead a little bit through the game. And then they just fall apart. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Chris Peterson's got to go. Three straight losses. You're not even in the 35-31, 33-28, 23-13. They're one win over Arizona, which how good is Arizona? they got to be pathetic because Oregon put a 56 spot up on them. G give me the Beavers here. Give me Oregon State plus 10. I might even sprinkle some money line in here. Uh, this season has just gotten off the rails. You wasted uh, Eason for uh, Washington here. The good, You know what? As good as his season is, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. How about uh, Lufton here? The QB for Oregon State, 19 TDs, one interception. So he's not too bad himself. Give me a home dog getting 10 points here. It's a Friday night game. Again, these are one of those games. You Hopefully the crowd comes into town here for 
for the for the home team at four and four. You want to get to the bowl. You want to be the Washington team that had high hopes. They were supposed to be them in Utah were supposed to be the cream of the crop here of uh of the Pac-12 with Oregon lurking because of and then Oregon's having a, a, a nice season. But forget forget Washington. I'm done with them. Peterson's always better in a dog roll. And mm-hmm. he couldn't come through last week. I'm fading him three losses in four games, ten points. First, listen, two straight wins for Oregon State. They got to be happy. They're, yeah. they're going to be playing real confident ball here. They're playing confident, and Washington's got to be like, what a wasted season we had here. We had high hopes, and here we are, five and three, looking at the Alamo Bowl or whatever the heck they're going to be at when they're eight and four at the end of the season. All right, um, let's go along. Next one, you know, this is another one of these matches similar to games. Excuse me. By the way. Al Nino says it's hard to go against the Lakers right now. Agree. I've mentioned since that loss to the Clippers, they've been on fire. Uh, Let's go, though, back to college football, Texas Tech at West Virginia. Now, we talked in the first game about how it was two teams that have been underachieving and are ready to come through. I mean, there is no better example. We have two teams here with a combined seven straight losses. Uh, The Red Raiders, three and five, four and one against the the spread in the midst of a three-game losing streak losing to Kansas, Iowa State, and Baylor. And West Virginia, on the other hand, 3-5, and 3-5 and five against the spread. They are stuck in the crap, folks. They really are. They are going to do everything they can not to make it five losses in a row. Uh, this is a shocker for West Virginia fans. Uh, Texas Tech, though, the numbers I have on this one are minus 1.5 with a total points of 60. You know, my question for you, Deshaun, on this one is, this is like watching a barrel of gunpowder sit there and a fuse lit going towards it. I mean, something, again, these are two teams, something is going to happen. You have to think, this is this could well be just like, you don't see this game dying a death of boredom or death of a thousand cuts. It just seems like somebody or both of these teams are going to have a score fest here. Well, you think so because you got Texas Tech, who's a top 20 offense, and yep. they're a top 120 defense because their defense is terrible. So, you know, West Virginia put up 14 against Iowa State, 14 Oregon, 14 Baylor. I mean, not much of an offensive team here. One of the worst offensive teams. But this is a rebuilding year for them. So three and five, they had won five straight, five straight West Virginia wins here over Texas Tech. I'm going to take Texas Tech here. I think they're a little better. Again, both teams three and five. We got terrible defense, but at least we could score. Yeah. So I'm in, in a, a low game like this basically a pick him you just got to really win the game you don't think a team's going to be oh i'm going to lay one and a half and think you're going to win by two i'm taking this team thinking it's going to be uh 36 22 and it's a 10 point win or something so i'm going to lay you know it's a short point point and a half whatever the case may be total 60 maybe something you got to look at also because i don't think uh, uh texas tech could be able to stop even a bad west virginia team west virginia will put up some points yeah I, but, uh, again, I don't have faith in a team that scored in the Big 12 three times less than uh, 15 points. That's not a good That's not a good sign at all. So, uh, give me Texas Tech here. The offense just should be able to get it done, and defense does enough to, to cover a, a two-point spread, basically. You can't win this game, Texas Tech. Come on. Get it done here. You got a losing streak. You're worth a bad rebuilding team. The whole faction of West Virginia has changed. You got to have at least two guys on this Texas Tech team who's been here to suffer these five losses yeah. straight to West Virginia. So I some mean, revenge yeah. time served up for Texas Tech. Yeah, you know, I'm one of these guys. I happen to love these types of games because when you've got two teams that are deep into losing streaks, they have a lot of pride and, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them to do something, even if they lose and go out with a bang. I mean, at least it's like go out there and do something. Show me why 
<clears throat> I am a booster for this university. Show me why I am, you know, <clears throat> backhanded channel paying all these players. Excuse me, <clears throat> I didn't say that. But uh, you know what I mean. These gen generally can be fun games to watch and certainly uh, they can be uh, somewhat unpredictable from a betting standpoint. All right, let's uh, turn our attention very, very quickly uh, to the tip-off of the college basketball se uh, season, Deshaun. Uh, the, the, the two big games. Give me your thoughts. Um, see, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, the big games. I, I'm locked in on a Houston Baptist and Tulsa. That's a game I'm looking at mm. for, for tomorrow. But, um, you know. Well, tell us why. Maybe Duke. Ah, Houston Baptist, I don't know. They got like a, eight rotation guys back who scored more than like four or five points a game. They got a lot of depth. And listen, I'm getting 15 points from Tulsa. Tulsa's lost their, you know, point guards. Beginning, beginning season, I'm looking for teams that got, Starters back and four or five starters back. I want guard play. I want cohesive teams. You know, you mentioned, I saw you mentioned the Kentucky who've usually one and done guys, but now they got four yeah. guys back who've been their year. That's huge for Kentucky. You know, that's huge. If that's big for a, a mid-major, it's even better for a perennial top five team like Kentucky. So that's what I look at when I go into my college basketball. I mean, it's easy to get Duke and Michigan State and all the Blue Bloods, North Carolina. You know, those lines are going to be perfect because that's where the money's coming. You got yeah. to look a little off the grid and do your homework, but it's all there. You know, you could find out who's got four starters back, who's got five starters, who the head coach has been here a long time. It's just, it's just a system that turns out solid play beginning of the year. Um, I, my favorite time, November, with these well, college that... baseball tournaments. Really. And uh, like, to, like El Tigre just said, man, it, I can't believe it's like the fourth that we're starting. Usually we got till. You know, the teens, you start stuff like the yeah. 10th, second week of uh, November. Here we are, right out of the gate. I love it. Love college hoops. Well, Deshaun, that is exactly why people should go to picksandparlays.net and sign up for your expert plays. Uh, you do college football, you do college basketball, you do it all. But if you want to know why, how to get the edge, you just heard some of it right there from Deshaun, who gave you some real good betting tips. The big money, the big games have the big money, and those lines really pretty much reflect that, and maybe not necessarily the best value. Go to picksandparlays.net. Right now we have our college basketball special $4.99, now through the end of the college basketball season. It's really a great deal. We also have lots of free picks at picksandparlays.net, including Sean Higgs, including Tony Tellers, all of our guys, you'll find them up there. And when you're ready, you can buy their expert picks as well, just to kick it up a little notch. All right, when we come back, I'll recap it all here on Picks and Parlays. Thank you, Sean. I'll be right back after Thank this. Thank you. Take it easy, Nick. All right, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. I am your host, Nick Gieber. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. And you can find me right here, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. on the left coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also on the American Forces Network, and streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. We've had a lot of picks today with our expert pickers. We had, of course, Craig Trapp, El Huapo, followed by El Tigre, Tony Tellers, and topping it off with Sean Higgs. We've covered uh, some college football and NFL opening line reports, uh, college basketball, and more college football. So we're going to recap all that in a second. It, very quickly, though, a lot of people asking me about the Champions League, if I have any picks for this week. You know, I'm looking at tomorrow's games. It all looks pretty standard. I wouldn't say anything great there, except for this Chelsea-Ajax game at Stamford Bridge. Ajax might be visiting and looking for a little, a little payback. That could be an upset. All right, if you want more soccer, though, catch me on Fifth Street Soccer tonight, 6 p.m. on Sirius. Uh, that's 9 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 211, 
Dan Patrick Sports. All right. In the meantime, we had lots of picks today. Let's recap them for you. Here we go. Starting with Sean Higgs, college football picks. Temple at USF. He said take USF plus two and a half. Washington at Oregon State, take Oregon State plus 10. And Texas Tech at West Virginia, take Texas Tech minus one and a half. Then we had Tony T, the Tiger, his college basketball picks. Kansas at Duke, again, tip off tomorrow, folks. Take Duke's, Duke minus two. Michigan State at Kentucky, take Michigan State minus two and a half. And our NBA pick from LT Gray was Lakers at Bulls, take the under a 217. Uh, that's what we covered today. And of course, we will have lots more free picks for you. Lots more free picks on our website, picksandparlays.net. Move along there and see as many free picks as you want for your sports betting needs. Please bet responsibly, of course. And when you're ready, you can kick it up a notch and get our expert picks. Don't forget, one last time, our 499 college basketball special is now underway on the site, picksandparlays.net. In the meantime, I'm going to uh, step aside and be done for the day. I'll be back on the air on Sirius XM 211 tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, History Soccer. Be sure to tune in if you want the latest in the beautiful game. In the meantime, I will speak to you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, on Picks and Parlays. Until then, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.